0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca
1: Mazzino, and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are attacking the fridge or refrigerator or icebox or cold storage or whatever you call it the thing that you keep food in to keep it cool and to make it last longer. Unfortunately, a lot of us do accidentally have things that don't or haven't lasted still in our fridge, tucked at the back, shoved in little corners and left there to grow things or as my mother would say, grow legs and walk out. So we thought it was about time we all dived into our refrigerators and gave them a good declutter and a clean out and a reorganize.
0: So, because it has been quite a while between stats, I thought I would (laughs) dig up a little stat for us. I thought there could be some good ones out there. The first one I found to do with fridges is that the average American household has at least five items currently rotting in their fridge (laughs) at this very moment. Charming. Uh, I thought, that's, that's awesome. I really like that. I mean, it's disgusting, but it's a good stat. The other one I found that I thought was quite good as well is that the average person waits about five months between fridge cleanouts, which sounded reasonable, but then I thought, if you've got five things rotting <laughs> in your <laughs> fridge and even if you find those things and remove them – Waiting five months to give the whole fridge a clean out,
1: it could be a bit stinky in there. Mm -hmm. So, This is why I like plastic containers because I can have something rotting in the plastic container and it doesn't upset the rest of the fridge.
0: It's funny. I did actually find another stat about that, about how many, and I thought, oh, that's not that relevant, about how many people throw out plastic containers with rotting
1: food in them because it's so gross they don't want to
0: keep the container <laughs> and I reckon like- I've
1: done that a couple of times. It's not a regular occurrence, but I reckon there's been a couple of times where I've just said, "You know what? I can't even." No. And the- it was would be. I think it m- was more likely to be something that came out of a child's school bag, like after mm. a weekend away, a weekend, or even like a whole school holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon. Watermelon only needs to be in the school bag for more than twenty four hours, and it is foul. So, maybe it was a watermelon container I threw away. Fair enough. I think I think we can let you go with that one.
0: <laughs> so, where should we start? I guess the first thing we do before we reorganize our fridge is to clear out what we've already got. So,
1: where would you start, Beck? Usually what I do is I actually empty the entire fridge out onto mm-hmm. my kitchen counter. I don't know if you do the same thing, but I find that easier. Is I just get everything out and I put it on the bench and then I can close the fridge properly and then work on the decluttering on the kitchen countertop um, so that I don't necessarily have to be opening the fridge all the time.
0: Mm -hmm. I definitely do my fridge separate to my freezer though like I won't take out both and I I wouldn't consider personally I wouldn't do my fridge and my pantry on the same day Mm -hmm. or in the same yeah, I <laughs> Yeah that would not happen. I would, yeah. <laughs> That would happen at least, probably a month apart. So I mm. think you have to be a bit realistic because it's one of the it's like a pantry in that it takes you longer than you think it will. So yeah. you've got to allow for the time. And if you're not sure how much time you've got, you could even consider going shelf by shelf or if you've got ten minutes now, maybe just declutter the, the door. Weed. Or, you know, like pick one section and do that first.
1: Yeah. But also, I guess even before that, it's sort of good to know what you're doing and why and what your plans are and what your goals are. Uh, If your goal is just to get all of the moldy stuff out, then it might be a shorter job than if you wanted to completely wash and wipe out and pull apart all of the pieces of it and run them through the dishwasher and all that kind of stuff. So I guess you can have a couple of different ways of attacking the fridge. You can go all out or you can do a little bit, but knowing what you want to do at the start is is helpful.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a few components other than just how you want your fridge to look, you know, when you're done, you can also think about that if you get it organised and maybe this will motivate you to do it is that quite often it can make your food shopping easier because Mm. when you can see what's in your fridge and you know what you have, then you also know what you need so you don't buy duplicates as often. And I always find too if my fridge is kind of not just clean but tidy and decluttered and it's not kind of overstacked and kind of having no order to it, Um, I find it easier to even make choices, like Mm. food choices, what I'm going to cook for dinner if I haven't already planned it or if I'm peckish and I look in the fridge, if I can see everything that I've got or at least know where to find stuff, um, Mm. I feel like I
1: make better choices as well. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm okay so take it all out and I think I'm with definitely with Tara on the don't try and attack your freezer and your fridge on the same day or in the same project necessarily and um, just do one or the other so today we're just going to focus on the fridge part so yeah take it all out what I like to do is actually I like to group it as it comes out and it's just a little bit less work to do later so I kind of tend to make piles so I'll make a you know fruit and veg pile and a condiments pile and a beverages pile so that I can sort of keep them all together and then the actual sorting and decluttering after it's all out becomes a little bit faster if you've already grouped together and you get to see your duplicates you get to see just how many tubs of sour cream uh, you've got in there I (laughs) say that because I've always got three it's a firm favorite of mine and so I accidentally overbuy and yeah so I group it all as it comes out uh, and then once it's all out you'll have piles of different categories on uh, your kitchen bench or if you don't have much in the way of countertop just put it on the floor Uh, there's no big deal about putting it on the floor unless it's your fresh food food Um, so if you've got like loose celery (laughs) you don't want to be just laying that on the floor after the dog's just walked past on its gross feet or well, you've walked past on your gross feet but you could lay something down or put a tub or a basket down to put anything fresh in if you need to use the floor.
0: Yeah and then would you check best before dates or use by dates on the way out as well as you're taking things out or would you get everything out first and then check them
1: and, no. and discard before putting back in? I would, dis- I would discard after the fridge was empty and everything was all together, mm-hmm. mainly because I just don't like leaving. And I don't, maybe it's just me, but I don't like leaving the fridge doors open for too long. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, mine beeps at me, which is really annoying. So it's just like beep 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 beep. While I'm trying to do stuff, mm-hmm. and I have to keep going back and close it again and then reopen it. So I like to just open it, pull everything out as fast as I can, and then close it, and then work after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, even the grouping, I only do it broadly and quickly as i'm taking things out and putting them on the counter but if i had to do things like check dates and stuff then that would take too long so yeah close it for a bit then clean it out and then before i put everything back in i go through all of the stuff and check for dates and stuff i think one of the things you need to
0: keep in mind as well when you're working out what to keep and what to chuck other than the best before dates is being really honest about what is not going to get used. I, mm. I can still be bad for this. I'll buy something, some kind of condiment or chutney or something that sounds amazing and is a bit there. And I think, well, oh, I'll use that though. I'll put that <laughs> in something. I'll use, I'll use that random raisin and, I don't know, port chutney that tastes nothing like raisins or port. I'll put it in a casserole. So I'll just stick it in the door there and I'm sure one day when I make a casserole, which, spoiler alert, is never, (laughs) I'll use it. And then it's not until I uh, clean my fridge out that I think that's been sitting there for ages. And so I think you've got to be really honest about what hasn't been used and is not going to get used because you Lose the money for that item at the point of purchasing it, like we've said with so many things. So keeping something in your fridge just because you paid good money for it, if no one's going to eat it or drink it, you might as well just let
1: it go. Mm. And I know there's people who don't like waste, but the waste happened when you bought something that you didn't end up using. Mm. So, yeah, I agree. Just be realistic and don't have too much in the way of aspirational foods uh, left in your fridge
0: yeah and if you see a pattern with that if you find that there's a lot of stuff that's either past it's used by date or that you've bought that you didn't like maybe take the lesson from it and when you're buying new things or experimental things if you can't try them first buy the smallest possible size available like I Mm. will do that now with Jams, especially or marmalades, because there's some I love and there's some I hate. So I will find the smallest, and it's not really price effective, but it's certainly cheaper than me buying a big jar and not eating it, mm. yeah, um, and
1: then throwing it away three months yeah. later.
0: And um, and then all the other thing is look for patterns in things that you might have lots of. You know, maybe you figured out there's ten different salad dressings that have come out, and half of them are past their best before date because you keep buying new ones and not using them and not finishing them. So you might be able to find, kind of identify a few behaviours that are tripping you up with the amount of stuff you've got in there.
1: Yeah. And you can make some rules for yourself. You know, if you're the kind of person who does like to try new salad dressings maybe you could make a rule of you know while you've got three or four you can choose a number open salad dressings in the fridge you can't buy a different one you have to mm-hmm. wait until you've used up some before you can um go and try something different so making setting a couple of boundaries up for yourself as well can help
0: Is there anything else you can
1: think of that you would do while decluttering or or sorting that before you... No, I think that's about it. And then clean clean out the fridge. And, again, depending on how much time you've allocated for this project will dictate just how clean you get it. And there are times where I go through, like I'll open my fridge and I'll just go, you know what, this is really annoying me, it's all disorganised, and I'll quickly pull it all out and I'll put it all back in again, but I won't clean the fridge. Mm -hmm. It's just like a quick tidy and then there's other times where I really need to clean it and I need to pull the crisper drawers out and I need to you know pull everything out even pull the shelves out and wipe them down all that kind of stuff and get in there so there's there's I don't and I do that less frequently mm-hmm. than I do the the quick tidy up and so the clean out takes a lot longer so sometimes you will do a tidy sometimes you will do a clean out if you're going to do a clean out make sure you give yourself the time because it does take a bit longer than you might think, uh, especially if you've got bits of lettuce that's, that have hardened to the bottom of your crisper drawer.
0: <laughs> I was going to say... You might need to
1: soak some things.
0: <laughs> quite often what motivates me to give mine a real deep clean is when someone lays something down that the lid's not quite yeah. on and it's like, oh, great, now we have orange juice through the bottom three shelves and the two <laughs> <Yeah>. drawers. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, yeah. it must be time for a full fridge yeah. clean. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm about the same. I'll be, I'll be like something or or when there's something that you go to take it off the shelf because my, my shelves are glass shelves and so you go to take it off the shelf and it makes that tearing sound like something's like stuck to it. So it's like there's clearly a bit of sticky stuff on that shelf so when I hear that sound it's like, oh, it's time. It's time to do the big, big clear out.
0: Yeah, I only did mine um, a couple of weeks ago actually but that's because – my veggie, got, veggie box got delivered late at night and I just threw the stuff in there and I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if it was the cabbage. It was something that I just didn't put in any kind of sealed container and I just put it in the fridge and the next morning the kids opened it. I wasn't even downstairs yet and they're like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm like, what? They're like, something died in the fridge. And I took the cabbage out and I smelt the cabbage. I was like, the cabbage smells fine, but I don't know if, the cabbage has let off cabbage gas and ah. made the fridge stink. And so we couldn't work it out. So I took everything out and cleaned out the fridge. And I couldn't find anything, but I didn't put the yeah. cabbage back in there. So <laughs> I think maybe that was the culprit. So speaking yeah. of putting back, um, yep. have you got some tips for what to do when we reorganise and put things back?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's the same as organising any space is that you need to don't just do it mindlessly, do it quite intentionally. Think about how you use your fridge, how your fridge works. You have done a bit of research, Tara, haven't you, on the best, like the, the different places to put things in your fridge? Yeah,
0: I, and this was really only inspired by moving here to the US, and the house we're renting had a fridge in it and it had a drawer right at the bottom of the fridge called a locker. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what, do, <laughs> what do people put in a locker? Because it was different. It's not the crisper drawers. It's a locker. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not familiar with that term. So I started Googling and then was spent way too long reading about all the different sections of the fridge. And some of this stuff I knew, but some of it was um, new to me as well. So I guess my advice now is to get to know your fridge because – well, most mm. of us don't really read the product manuals that come with <laughs> our appliances. Um, if you can figure out how your fridge was designed, usually there's some tips about where to put your stuff to actually make it last longer. So mm. have a look in your fridge. A lot of the drawers and stuff are usually labelled. If you don't have a product manual, you can go online and Google your fridge type or your the model Um, And you can usually find some stuff online, some forums where people are talking about stuff. But if you can understand what your drawers were built for, designed for, and the airflow rates and the humidity rates, then you can store your food appropriately and that will usually make it last longer.
1: Hmm. So I guess you could do what you do with the pantry and zone it, couldn't you? Mm -hmm. You could say, all right, well, this is what I'm going to put top left shelf, uh, middle left shelf and... Mm-hmm. Bottom left, and then on the other side, and then in this drawer, and in this drawer, and this drawer. I um had I turn. I, I have a feeling I've told this story before, so oh, sorry if I bore anyone. But we had a really old fridge for ages, and I had pulled the crisper drawers out and put in the Tupperware fridge mates that I got, and uh, so I was using those for all of my fresh fruit, veg. So I didn't have crisper drawers anymore, and then we did our new kitchen and I got a new fridge and I love my fridge but the crisper drawers were not removable in the same way and so Mick and I had a chat about this and I said look I want to use keep using the Tupperware but they're not going the Tupperware doesn't fit in the crisper drawers and I can't remove the crisper drawers so I don't know quite what to do and and so he said, why don't we just try using the crisper drawers? You know, it's a new fridge. It, it should be better than the old fridge at keeping fruit and veg crisp. And that. so I said, okay. So I said, I'll do an experiment. I will put a carrot in the Tupperware and I'll put a carrot in the crisper and then we'll check it in a week and see what state it's in. And within a few days, the carrot that was in the crisper was kind of floppy and going black. And the one that was in the Tupperware was perfectly fine, crisp and juicy and great and we might have even been a whole week and so we decided to keep using the Tupperware. So what I do is I use my crisper drawers for other things. So I don't know whether I'm meant to do that because when you're talking about what they're designed for and the airflow and all that, I'm thinking okay well I keep my we keep meat and beer in the big crisper drawer <laughs> and then there's another Like the small goods drawer, which I keep some small fruit and veggies that don't go in the thing. And then we've got another crisper drawer, which I keep the small goods in, like deli goods, Mm -hmm. like cheeses and meats and cold meats and stuff like that. So, you know, when you were saying all that about, you know, where the zone, like what the airflow is and all that, I'm thinking, oh, I'm probably not using... My fridge is zoned the way they're meant to. And then on a couple of shelves, just up in the main part of the fridge, is where the fruit and veg go in their Tupperware containers. So, with, which works great. Like that works really well, really accessible, and they last ages. But the stuff I'm putting in the other drawers might not be lasting as long as it could, maybe.
0: All right. Well, I can enlighten you, hopefully. Um, so, the first thing to know, I guess, is check your fridge's temperature so a lot of modern fridges will um, have it displayed on the outside of the fridge but if it doesn't you can get a thermometer and put it maybe not right at the top or right at the bottom somewhere in the middle um but know your fridge's temperature so ideally it's at 40 degrees fahrenheit or four degrees celsius within the fridge Mm -hmm. or below like that's kind of the the highest you would want it and then zero Fahrenheit or minus 18 for your freezer. That's kind of a general accepted kind of temperature. So Mm -hmm. there's a couple of things to remember generally with where to put your food in the fridge. And the first one is not to stack it too close to the sides or the back. And most of us have had that scenario where you push lettuce right to the back and then the back of your lettuce freezes or sticks to the back (laughs) of the fridge or something like that so keep the sides and the back just you know a centimeter or an inch kind of clear if you can so for most fridges the very center is the coldest Mm. so usually if you have that deli drawer or what did you call yours
1: Oh, i don't know that we've well, got three drawers i oh, can't small remember what they called do you they're, say
0: a small goods drawer
1: i oh, i called it small goods yeah yeah
0: so quite often if you have a dedicated like deli or small goods drawer that is where your meats and dairy are supposed to be usually it's in the center because that is the coldest place in the fridge okay and so they're the things that should be kept the coolest in theory so yeah my fridge here has a deli drawer which my old fridge didn't but yeah the idea about those drawers is they're usually designed to keep a consistent quite cool temperature. The upper shelves have a very stable temperature but is not necessarily the coldest place so most fridges and fridge manufacturers suggest that those upper shelves are perfect for food that's um, pre-prepared or doesn't need to be kind of cooked prior to Using So if you make a slice or if you've got leftovers that have already been cooked, if you've got drinks, things like that, quite often a couple upper shelves are great for that. Something that I've known, but I think I keep just putting out of my head, is about the fridge doors. And Mm. fridge doors are actually the warmest place in the fridge. So... Um, which is where most of us keep our milk. <laughs> yeah, which is really—I mean—that's the most convenient place to keep yeah. stuff like milk because you pull it in and out all the time.
1: Um, and it's tall; like mm, it's, it's it has like the, the shelves aren't high enough to put your milk in the actual main part of the fridge. Yeah, so the doors generally
0: have a higher average temperature than any other part of the fridge. So ideally you wouldn't keep things in there that are going to spoil easily. So what you should be keeping in your fridge door are things like condiments, water, um, maybe butter, juice, anything that has like a natural preservative. Mm. Yeah, so stuff that Mm. has salt, sugar, (laughs) vinegar in it Mm. effectively, Mm. those kind of preservatives could all quite happily be kept in your, your door. Mm. having said that i keep milk in there still so raw meat obviously can be an issue in the fridge so the idea is to keep any kind of raw meat in the coolest part so that would generally be the center and ideally in sealed containers because you've got to be you know kind of be careful of that potential Mm. dripping or spilling of any kind of juices especially onto other items that you might eat
1: raw like fruit (laughs) or veggies (laughs) So, yeah, mm, chicken juice, mm, um, delicious. Carrot sticks, nice. Um,
0: so drawers for fruit and veg. So hopefully we can bust some myths here because I'm kind of quite excited about this discovery that I've made. Ooh! So most crisper drawers have a humidity control, and I've seen that on my fridges previously, and just gone, oh yeah, put it about in the middle, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like whatever middle humidity can't go wrong with that okay so now I now I understand what that's all about so um high humidity is when you fully close the vents or if you've got a crisper drawer that has no kind of openings or vents to the rest of the fridge it would be a high humidity drawer the idea with that is that the moisture um that's in there from the fruit and veg that are in there is kind of trapped and it doesn't get the airflow of the circulation. So it's like a little mini, um, what's the word? I don't know, moisture trap. Sauna? Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say sauna, but cold. (laughs) A cold sauna. Cold sauna, okay. For your fruit and veg. So that's high humidity. And then you've got the low humidity drawer, Or if they have vents on them, you create the low humidity draw by having the vent all the way open. And the idea of that is it gets airflow and circulation so the moisture doesn't build up in there. Now, to figure out what to put in each one, there are fruit mainly that will give off gases um, or a gas called ethylene. And that's the gas which we can't smell um, but it's very common, that most fruits that rot easily give off. So think apples, pears, Banana. mm. bananas, kiwis, melons, peaches, Avocado. Almonds, that kind of stuff. So those types of fruits, they would need to go in a low humidity drawer because that gas that is being released from them should be circulated and filtered And that kind of thing. So the gas doesn't build up too much. So that gas is the same thing that, you know, when you've got an avocado that's not ripe and if you put it near Mm. a ripe banana, the banana ripens your avocado. That's the ethylene gas. So avocados do emit their own small dose of it, but bananas, as they ripen, emit quite big amounts. So that's, and it's kind of that cycle that is why so many of our veggies go limp in the crispers because there's a whole lot of veggies that when they are exposed to ethylene will overripen in a hurry so the idea Mm. about low humidity drawers and high humidity drawers is you keep these foods separate so you would create a low humidity drawer and put all those easily rottable rottable is that even a word i'm not sure we'll go with it
1: good enough Um, we know what it means
0: all those kind of things in a drawer together. So you would put your apples, um, your pears, those kind of things in a drawer together, and then all the other types of veggies, or there's some fruits as well that can get, or that are sensitive, I guess, to ethylene. You would put them in the high humidity so they would be sealed off. Or if you only have one drawer, you put anything that's ethylene sensitive in a sealed container like your Tupperware fridge mates for example or anything else that you can seal because effectively if you put lettuce in a plastic container and seal it that's like a high humidity drawer because the moisture Mm. in there cannot escape until you take the lid off so things that wilt are things that are ethylene sensitive and so, you know, spinach, lettuce, that kind of thing. And then there's a few other sensitive items like strawberries, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, cucumbers. And actually I've I found a website that's got a list of things that are sensitive and things that emit oh, okay. a lot and you've got to try and keep them apart. So, okay. um, so for me, I only use one of my crisper drawers and I put all the low humidity stuff. So uh, apples and pears and that kind of stuff in there. And then every other veggie I put in a sealed container in the fridge. So I have all these mini high humidity containers and then my big low humidity ones. And that kind of keeps things
1: happy working yeah yeah that's that's what i do with the fridge mates basically i yeah. i there's a couple of things that go in the drawer and they'll be things that go quickly like a punnet of berries i know that ethan and i will eat a punnet of raspberries in half a second flat so i know that they're not going to be in the fridge long so they just stick, go in the drawer mm-hmm. um I don't know if they're lower. I don't, I definitely mix my. I probably mix my low and high humidity within that drawer. But they're all things that are eaten fast, mm-hmm. so it's not. It doesn't yeah. matter because yeah, there's not going to be all that time. So those things eat fast, and uh, and I put things like if there's in a like a bag of. Um, spinach so I'll leave like baby spinach leaves I'll leave them in the bag in the Mm -hmm. drawer so they've got their own little thing inside there so I do that and then half of things so like if I've got half a lemon or half a tomato they go in that drawer as well everything else goes in the fridge mates and I just like I'm not a huge proponent like proponent I'm not a huge what's the word Um, advocate for going out and buying expensive products and I think that a lot of those kinds of products like the Tupperware products are a little bit overrated in many ways but if there is one thing that I say is worth spending the money on it is those fridge mates (laughs) because I have done an experiment on how long veggies last Mm -hmm. when they are in the fridge mates as opposed to in the crisper and granted I didn't Separate like this carrot that I experimented with in particular, I didn't – when I put it in the crisper, I don't know what else was in there with it. Mm-hmm. So it could have been exposed to more ethylene than it should have been. But I – like it just lasts – stuff lasts ages in those things and I have so little fruit and veg waste because of those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, because of the way they're made, you can open up the vents. You can either have them fully – there's two vents. So you have them fully open or one open and one closed for medium and then both closed for you know, high humidity and so that you could create your own you create your own little thing within that uh, within that there and honestly that the foods last so long and one of the questions I was going to ask you in the research because this has sort of popped into my head do they last longer when they're in that that perfect humidity environment because they are in the humid environment or because they are not with other things in their environment or is it both? It's both. So yeah. you could put you could
0: put a bunch of spinach in your fridge on its own with nothing else and it would probably still wilt because it's low humidity. there's not enough moisture mm-hmm. like fridge air is generally dry, so there's mm. not enough moisture it'll suck. The moisture out of the leaves and leave it wilted but or you could put spinach in a high humidity drawer with an apple and the apple will let the gas go and it will sit and in the there will, and yeah. the spinach will wilt anyway so it's kind of a yeah. combo so you've got to yeah keep work out those few things and for me i just work out the basic like we always have apples and my kids like my their apples cold so there is always apples in the fridge so there's a few things that shouldn't be refrigerated like potatoes should not. So potatoes will last one to two months if they are in your pantry and mm. one to two weeks if they're in your fridge. Huh. So there there are some things like that. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're sweet potato or regular, um, they will rot a whole lot quicker being in the fridge, which is, and I can't tell you why that is, <laughs> but mm. it's something I read. <laughs> But, yeah, tomatoes are better out of the fridge. Bananas are better out of the fridge, that kind of thing. But I, for us, like citrus I keep in the fridge only because I never – I probably buy more than I need. But citrus are one of those things. They emit a little bit of ethylene but aren't very sensitive to it. So I put my, all my citrus in the same drawer as my apples and mm-hmm. they're fine. Um, they're not. They don't do anything. But if I'm going to make, I don't know – Oh, if I'm going to use my oranges to make some orange juice or something, quite often I'll take them out of the fridge bef- a couple of hours beforehand because I like – they're better at room temperature. It's like they're – Yeah, they juice better. Yeah. They juice a bit better at room temperature. So yeah. – um, but, yeah, I'll definitely put some links in the show notes to a few things if people want to read more about this and what they should store with other things because, in theory, you shouldn't need the plastic containers if you've got the right settings on the right drawers in your fridge. But mm. I find – I have way too much veg that will fit in one crisper drawer anyway. So and um, I have in Australia I had the uh, Tupperware but I didn't bring them to the US with me and I have bought some rubber made sealed plastic containers. I'll put a picture of my fridge uh, in our Facebook community and show you because I use a little whiteboard marker and I write on the outside of my containers what's in them they're all clear and I do love a good clear container in the fridge so you can actually see what's in there Mm. Um, but I will even just write broccoli cauliflower because I will stack them all on top of each other and then I just can see at a glance or if I'm meal planning exactly what I've got Um, and because I get a veggie box first and then meal plan based on that Rather than, I know a lot of people write their meal plan and then shop to that. I go the other yeah. way because I don't necessarily know what I'm getting.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's easy to open my fridge and it's almost like my list is there. I've got broccoli, I've got, I don't know, cabbage, I've got Brussels sprouts. Okay, I have to do something with that. Um, so I, I will write on my containers. Yeah. Um, and even things for the kids, like if we make a bunch of bliss balls or something, I'll stick, I'll write that on the front because then my kids don't just stare aimlessly in the fridge like there's nothing in here (laughs) um so that whole idea of labeling I think is good you can label your containers you could label the drawers if you decide that you want to separate low humidity high humidity put a sticker on there or use a dry erase marker or whiteboard marker um so you know where you want to put your stuff and where other people in your house should put stuff possibly as well the other thing I love how you said should (laughs) the other thing because we know it won't be
1: will (laughs) yeah
0: Um, the other thing that I think is kind of cool and I've seen done before is people write on the inside of their fridge like on the white the sides of your fridge inside Ah, are like a whiteboard so you can Hmm. use like a dry erase marker in there if you want to put some arrows to things or write mm. dates of when the, you know, stuff got put in there or whatever. You can use maybe testing in inconspicuous in in spot first because I don't want yeah, someone to send me idea. a complaint saying they... <laughs> they stained the inside <laughs> of their, have, their drawn fridge a smiley door. face in their fridge <laughs> and it's still there six years later. <laughs> um, <sighs> but I think it is... It's important to just spend a little bit of time and maybe you do this before you start taking anything out, figure out your fridge and what it's got and where the best places to keep things are because it will make a difference to how long things last and hopefully reduce Mm. your food wastage as well.
1: Yeah. As far as access goes, there's a couple of storage products that you can use in your fridge just to help out because it's really annoying when you have... Fifteen little bottles of condiments on a shelf, and you have to get one in the middle back out, or you have to try and find one that you want. And when they're sort of hard to get to or hard to see, it's easy enough to make a mess there. So, what I've got in mine, and I'll, I'll post a picture of my fridge as well, is I've got a couple of storage containers that I've got. Kind of hand, they're long and thin, and they've got handles on the front, and I've got three of those down. The side of mine, and I've got different things in different ones. So, like the top one, which I'm now after you talking, I'm going to change it from the top one, but that's not got my butter in it, so I'm going to move that one down to the second one because it'll be a bit closer to the middle of the fridge. And um, then I've got condiments, um, frequently used condiments, and and less used condiments in the other ones. And so those those what what they mean is that I can get to Things easily because it's like I've created a little drawer so I can get to the things right at the back really easily. Uh, another thing I don't have in my fridge but other people have used are um, turntables or like Lazy Susan's. Mm-hmm. So that can work in your fridge as well for things like um, condiments and jars and stuff like that that you otherwise have to reach into the back for. Uh, I again I use the Fridge Mates for a lot of my storage in the fridge. Oh, here's a tip that I tell my clients and some of them it takes several minutes to absorb (laughs) but um, most are on board once they get their head around it and that is if you've got containers that store things regularly in your fridge put them in there even when they're empty because then you don't have to find somewhere in the tupperware drawer or the plasticware drawer as well so for example uh, you might have a thin or a shallow plastic container that you keep your um deli meats in for example once they've, the packet's been opened you put them into that or your bacon or something like that when that is empty when you've run out of salami and you wash your container put it back in the fridge empty so one you know that something's empty which means you need to add something to your list two it's going to be cold when you put the items in it so they're unlikely to sweat and get all slimy And three, you don't have to find room in your plasticware drawer to put that for three days until you go and buy more salami. So I've also done the same with my beetroot holder. So that goes in the fridge when it's empty. And I think there was one other thing I've forgotten. Oh, my lemon, my lemon holder um, also lives in there empty as well.
0: Yeah, I like that idea because my Tupperware drawers used to overflow by the end of the week.
1: When, yeah exactly. Yeah,
0: when everything's back in there and then my husband would be like we've got too much Tupperware and I'm like just wait, just wait for veggie box and
1: you won't be able to find a container cuz everything will be in the fridge. Yeah, will be in the yeah, exactly. Um another thing that we have discovered in our house is that we do not get to the leftovers if they are in an opaque container. Mm-hmm. And we had some opaque containers, those, you know those I don't know if they get them in America as well, but the the red ones I can't remember the brand but they're red with clear lids and then you can take them from the fridge to the microwave to reheat and you can pop the lid so that there's like a little release of air Mm -hmm. I can't remember the brand but they're red anyway and Mick said to me one day he goes right that's it we're getting rid of all of this red stuff because no one ever eats the leftovers that are in the red containers and it's because we can't see what's in them so we don't realize that there's leftovers there so we've stopped using our red containers for our leftovers because yeah they were just going moldy constantly (laughs) the other thing
0: I do with leftovers is I always put them in the same spot so there's like
1: I try that too yeah
0: and it probably helps that I'm um, quite often home at lunchtime and am looking for stuff so we don't have leftovers for too many days in a row but it's like top left corner there's usually the the leftovers. So if I'm home and I'm hungry, I'll be like, oh, "Is there anything up there?" No, there's nothing. But that's that's easy when I put it away. If someone else yeah. puts leftovers in the if fridge, someone else does. It goes anywhere. Um, so I've got a couple of other do's and don'ts uh, about the fridge, just to kind of round it all out. One thing: don't overfill it, uh, which can be hard, especially at, like <laughs> you know christmas or you know when you've got a party on or something like that um the hard part when you overfill your fridge it creates like uneven cooling patterns so you can have stuff in your fridge and still spoil because if you've got cream like stuck up the top um and a million other things around it and the air can't circulate evenly around it you can have like kind of warm patches in your fridge so where possible don't overfill it
1: Mm-hmm. Have you got any tips, Beck? Um Or do's and don'ts? Do's and don'ts. Uh, don't, like you are talking about airflow, don't let things all be all squished up together. So let the air circulate in between your containers as well.
0: One do that I have, uh, if you do have a stinky fridge and you don't know what the culprit is and maybe you don't have time right now to pull stuff out, or maybe you just store things in your fridge like... I don't know fish, fish, (laughs) (laughs) but um, like regularly, and so quite often there's an odor. Put an open container or open box of baking soda on one of the shelves, um, and it will absorb some of the odors. And then just pop a little, write a date on it with a text or a pen, and replace it about every two months. And that should try that should keep most of the odors out of your fridge.
1: Yeah, and maybe a sign on it that says "Don't eat." For the yes, curious
0: people in your household, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't store potatoes. I've mentioned that we've said, do use clear containers if you can,
1: yeah. um, or label and, them yeah.
0: and label. And the other thing, and maybe I spent too long as a teenager working in a fast food place, but try and rotate items. <laughs> so if you, mm. If you've got duplicates in your fridge, if you've bought your next carton of milk, make sure that one is behind the one that's open or that needs to be used first. So that whole pull the old stuff to the front and put the new stuff behind like stock rotation, because then that way, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll get through things before they go off.
1: Yeah. And I've got one final tip and that would be to just rather than having to do big cleanouts. All the time try every time you go to put something away try making an effort to put it in the right spot and if there is something in a spot that you notice is in the wrong spot just move it right then and there instead of waiting until everything's in the wrong spot and then you have to do a clean out so just doing a slight rearrange and and you know like tara said there are some people in how in households who put things back in their home because they like having things in their home so that they can find them again easily, and then other people who couldn't care less where they go and just open the door, shove it on the first spot that they see, and then they walk away. Now, there's no wrong or right, but if you don't like, yeah, people, do there it. is a right. <laughs> I think there is
0: a right and there's a clear wrong. People in my house know when they're in the wrong. and make it pretty clear. But, yeah, sorry, carry on with your point. Just for all the type A's out
1: there. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) like... I must admit, I'm definitely not a type A, but definitely I, I am I, I am leaning far more in your direction on this one, Tara. And that is that it's really annoying when things aren't put back in their home because it takes more time in your day to find things. So, and all of the other things, if you can't find things, you buy duplicates and all that kind of stuff. So it all has a run on effect. So yeah, if if you have people that put things in the wrong spot, you can either nag them to death to get them to put them in the right spot, or you can just quickly shift them yourself when you notice that they're they're there and um, just make it a little bit more helpful for you.
0: So we would love you to tell us about any of your tips or tricks that you use in your fridge to keep it organised or practices that you have when you're cleaning it out or decluttering. Maybe you want to come and confess (laughs) the thing, the stinkiest, grottiest thing you found in your fridge. (laughs) Photos, please. Um, And otherwise, if you've got a good-looking fridge... And it's well organized. We want to see that too. So come and find us in our Facebook
1: community and chat with us there. And we will be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.